wouldn't a Pateka Buddha be benefiting others because everything is interdependent? I see. Just by becoming enlightened. Well, first of all, let's dispel the myth. A Pacheka Buddha is not a an island in isolation. A Pacheka Buddha still interacts with their fellow beings, still benefits, very, very much benefits their fellow beings simply as an example for starters and also because of their teachings. A Pacheka Buddha is not able to teach the Buddha's teaching. It's not able to come up with, for example, the four Satipatthana, the five aggregate, the five Kanda, the four noble truths. But they are able to teach people. They are able to say things to 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 encourage other other people. Um, they just don't have what it takes to really understand what it is that they've realized themselves. They can talk about um, you know good things, and they can encourage people in good things. So they can. I'm I'm not sure how far they can go with that, and I don't want to step out of line. But there seems no reason for them to not be able to even you know teach people to give up desires and and so on and to practice meditation to encourage them insofar as they understand themselves there doesn't seem to be anything stopping them so the idea that a pacheka buddha is someone who keeps their mouth shut and never never whispers a word of of what they've uh, what, what they've come to know for themselves is i think um has no no uh, backing. I mean, in the commentaries, there's a story that's um, probably fairly famous among Buddhists of uh, Anur Anuruddha. Anuruddha in a past life was a servant, a serving man, and he gave um, alms to a Pacheka Buddha. And <clears throat> he made a wish. He, he gave his only meal for the day because, of course, he was so poor that he only had one meal. Um, he gave his own his, his one meal of the day he gave it to a Pacheka Buddha and he said as a result of this gift may I never hear the words nut, the words nutti or the word nutti nutti means there isn't any or there is not but in this case the, his meaning was there isn't any he would never may I never hear the words there isn't any so whenever meaning whenever he wanted something he would always get it and the Pacheka Buddha said something like, Ewang Hotu, may it be like that, and went away. So Anuruddha was very, very happy, and he went back. I think he also made a vow, may I also realize, may I realize the teaching, the truth that you have come to realize, and, well, I still haven't realized the truth, may I never hear the word Nati. Then he goes back, and he tells, he he's so happy that, um, something like, he's so happy that his, his boss, his owner, or, or whatever, uh, his employer, asks him what what, what happened. What, you know, why is he so happy? And he he tells him, and the owner says, "I'll give you something like a thousand gold coins if you give me the merit. If you give me the merit, the goodness of what you've done. Give me all all of your goodness, and uh, I'll give you a thousand gold coins. All that you've gained from it, because there was a big idea that." even in, in old times that doing these deeds got you some kind of punya something that could you know the idea was the idea that he had was that maybe it could be bought because of course he was probably a fairly rich man and and everything of course could be bought even people so why couldn't you buy, buy punya Anuruddha or the, the man who was to be Anuruddha he was of course um, 
totally horrified by this and, and, and afraid that it might somehow be possible to buy his, his punya, his goodness, the goodness that he had gained from, from doing this. And so he said, no way, I I'm, I'm not going to, I would never give this to anyone, not for any price. And the man, the, the, the guy was so upset and, and, and so, so desirous of this, this goodness that he said, well, okay, you, you give me half of your punya and, uh, and keep half for yourself and I'll buy half of it for whatever, 500, 500 gold coins. And here Anuruddha was thinking, but what does that mean? Does that mean I lose half of my goodness? And so he's thinking and he does, he's not sure. And then he goes back and he's something like he asks his wife and his wife says, well, why don't you go ask the Pacheka Buddha? And so he goes back and he, he goes to the Pacheka Buddha and he says, um, no, look, this is the case. I've got this great, wonderful merit for doing this good deed uh, of giving you alms. Um, but now my boss wants to take half of it. Does that mean I'm going to lose half of my punya? And the, but the Pacheka Buddha teaches him. It's the only direct teaching that I can remember of a Pacheka Buddha that, that, that occurs. It's the only one I can remember. Um, he says, well, well, consider this. Suppose you have a candle and you, you light the candle. Uh, and then you've got one light. Now suppose everyone in, the whole in your whole village comes and lights a candle, lights their candle from your candle. Suppose you were to do that for a thousand people, would you lose the light from your candle? And he would, and he replied, he said, no, it would be like one candle became a thousand, one light became a thousand lights. And, and the particular Buddha says, in the very same way, goodness can never be transferred, it can only be multiplied. Uh, when you give good, when you dedicate your merit, your goodness to someone else, um, it's as though your goodness had become twice and of course he was very happy with this because he's going to get money and keep his punya <laughs> so he goes back and he says yes yes I dedicate half of my punya or even I think something like all of my punya I dedicate it to you I give it all over to you which actually I used to use this story as an example of how actually it gives you more merit to do that when you when you dedicate your merit and wish for your merit the the power of your goodness may it benefit someone else, you actually get more merit as a result, of course, you, you know, because your heart becomes pure. And so, so that's an example of, of the teachings of Pacheka Buddha. The story goes on and talks about how he actually never, does never hear the word nati. And uh, as a result, one day his mother runs out of, runs out of cakes and he says, well then bring the, and she says, so nutty, she sends, tell him there are no cakes, nutty, and he says, nutty, nutty, what does this mean? And he says, well then tell her to bring the nutty cakes, <laughs> that's fine, I'll take the nutty cakes. Anyway, it was funnier when I read it. So, uh, okay, so have I, I haven't even answered the question yet. Um, so the point being that they do benefit directly. Um, they are able to teach directly. They're just not able to teach someone the path to become enlightened. That's what makes them a Pacheka Buddha. And of course they m would be different. So some of them might be better to teach than others. Uh, some of them might even teach things that lead people on to practice the Buddha's teaching later on and so on. Um, there are no, I, I wouldn't say there are any hard and fast rules in that regard.
But whether someone, be they a Pacheka Buddha or even an Arahant, benefits others by just becoming enlightened simply because of interdependence, I'm, I'm all for it. I think as we better ourselves, those people who, who, who are connected with us benefit as well. I mean, consider, um, consider what, would it, what, what it would have been like had you not practiced and become enlightened. If, if you take just an ordinary meditator, suppose they practice, suppose they become, um, suppose they become an arahant. Okay? Suppose they hadn't done that. If you compare the, the the state of things, if they hadn't done that, and and if they had, if they become an arahant and then they, and then they die or something, or and then they go off in the forest and live the rest of their life. Well, if they hadn't done that, they would have, of course, based on their defilements, based on their attachments, they would have encouraged <coughs> all sorts of unpleasant things. If you consider it just from that aspect, they've benefited others immensely. They've freed others from the kar karmic s cycle. So if you have a karmic cycle of vengeance towards someone where you might not have bad feelings towards them but somehow you're going to do something to hurt them because they've hurt you in the past, then by becoming enlightened you, you know, and going off in the forest, for example, you, you, you free others from that. So you might even say that by becoming enlightened the world, the, the world around us becomes freer. You'll also often find that these beings pull others in with them uh, so as a result of their becoming enlightened, as an example, or or even just because of karmic um, relationships, they 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 pull all the people around them in as well.